Welcome to The Process. I'm Mary, your host. I'm a licensed clinical mental health therapist and holistic consultant. I'm here to show you that you're not broken. You're having a human experience, and that moment you want to give up, that's the moment you are in the process of change. This podcast will focus on how to manage our needs while in relation with others. Too much of today's psychology focuses only on the individual and seems to forget that humans are always in relation with other people and things around us. It's not a mistake. You are part of your environment and you are separate from your environment. It is both and, and that is where we will learn and grow together. Gentle reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used to diagnose or replace care with a medical professional. All right, let's learn. Welcome back to the process. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about finishing your sentences and why this is important in your relationships. Uh, We're also going to unpack some beliefs that I see that are holding us back and we're going to do it from actually the positive. So I'm going to say what I hope and then backtrack into potentially why it's not happening. I don't know how many of those we will get through. Uh, And then at the end, I am going to tell you about a new offering that I'm going to be holding for couples specifically. Uh, And right now I'm going to just tell you an update about this podcast, which will make more sense when I cover the finishing your sentences part of the podcast. So what I want to say is the name of this podcast is absolutely not complete. And as you know, for those of you who've been listening, which I want to say, there are 57 people who have listened to this podcast, and I heart all of 57 of you. This is a passion project, and uh, as you know, because you've listened, you are um, following along on my learning curve. I keep hearing um, that this podcast is going to be seasonal, and so I am committing to at least 10 episodes per season spring is nigh all right and so, the first I belief i want to unpack at the end you. of march i'm going and to again, take the I'm next few in the positive weeks and to I work on my technical issues show you the barriers also to thriving relationships um, get the 10 episodes so like, mothers owe it to their children with to the create name a of vibrant last but yes i'm going to have you listen to the now, end to hear the real name upon where you are in your mother already no if you are okay uh, let's say so again, uh, committing to from at minimum day one of sometimes more because to that's even how I roll, two to three years postpartum. This message might not be for season. you. That so is a time period today where women can benefit will from going back inward. In. Um, starting looking again at old patterns, beliefs, working on receiving, working like, on slowing uh, down, working spring. on the practice of mindfulness spring. and staying um, with what is and what it feels right. like to so be in this moment and learning how to tolerate in our relationships. the discomfort of the perceived belief that you are not moving forward with your life because you are doing what people will yell at you on the internet the most important work of regulating your baby's nervous system. And like, girl, you are, you are. So if you are somebody who is in that, I'm going to even give you zero to three window. And you hear me say, mothers owe it to their children to create a vibrant life outside of motherhood. Know that this is not your time, but this can be your goal for the future. 
some of you around age two and beyond, some of you maybe even sooner, uh, though let's like not set that expectation. There are no gold stars for being ready before someone else. It is just your own life path. Let's stay out of the comparison trap here. When you start to feel that space, somebody on the somebody on the internet um, commented on one of my reels recently that they didn't feel this till their kids were nine and eleven. Like kudos, woman! Like you hung in there, you hung in there to get this done. That's when she felt there was more space. Once you start to feel that space, you need to force yourself out of the mom box. Why? Because if you don't do it now, when you become an empty nester, which is the goal, right? The goal is to raise children who are thriving and go out on their own and create a better world. You are then left with this big old who am I question. You like motherhood is part of you. It is not all of you. And it feels all-consuming because it is. And also, what does life outside of motherhood look like, right? Life outside of motherhood, when I say that, it means that you remember the young girl version of yourself. You remember that adventurous spirit of yourself, that you feel competent in other areas of your life. Because it is that energy that you use to create your child, to create your marriage, that is missing from your life. We, and I'm going to just speak to like American women from what I see. There was a, I forget the name brand magazine that it was. There was a magazine article written in January 2024. So for those listening in real time, essentially, because it's the... Happy Leap Day. It's Leap Day, essentially two months ago, that said, how to get a man to marry you. Legit, that's like, that is the stuff that we are still writing about. How to make a man fall in love with you. How to be good enough to convince this man to marry you. Um, what? And then we come into motherhood and we're like, well, now I'm a mom. And so if we're not careful, motherhood becomes this excuse for us not feeling vibrant in ourselves. It becomes this place where we always have an excuse where there is a reason why we cannot do a thing because there is always a reason why you cannot do a thing. And something that I track is that women are taking on the responsibility of other people as if it is their own. And so if I cannot convince you that you need to do I don't even want to say the words take care of yourself. That feels demeaning. Um, Be able to expand yourself. Be able to wake up every morning and feel like, yes, like I am so lucky to be here. I am so lucky to do these things. I am so lucky to create this life that my children are going to see someone feeling good about themselves and that way affecting change if I can't convince you to do it for you then let's talk about the reasons why to do it for your children if you are somebody and this may be a whole different podcast later but if you are somebody who believes that men modern men 
have lost their way and you are raising a boy who will someday be a, a man in theory, then you owe it to show an example of what type of healthy woman looks like, right? Like if we want our men to treat women with respect, we must first respect ourselves so that our boys who turn into men then become like they learn, right? How to respect women. The thing is that your subconscious mind the beliefs you have around the world are hardwired in your brain before age seven. Now, obviously your brain is malleable, your subconscious mind, we can work with it, we can change these beliefs. The foundation is laid from, you know, some would say, and I do fall into this camp, in the womb until age seven, when the, like, you are, it's, you're in the theta waves, you're in a dream-like state, right? Um, I heard... Uh, someone say recently that the door between the two worlds is thin. Yeah, right? And you, if you are a human who has given birth, you know about this door because you had to touch upon it to give birth. You had to go there. And so it's like time and space goes away, right? Time and space goes away. And I'm not saying any of this to say like you're you're doomed. I'm saying this to say that if you that the thriving outside of motherhood means to not fall so deep into the mom box that we use motherhood as an excuse not to become who we want to become. Your children are going to thrive so much more if you can figure out what is important to you. So this might look like values work. This might look at work at like journaling around my, your, my, your five senses. What of these senses bring you comfort? What, how do they make you feel? That's a way to enter into this concept of like, I feel good when. And so even if quote unquote, all you do is once a day, look at your senses of your five senses and do something that makes you feel good. That's going to put you in a different mindset, right? Motherhood is not a disease. We treat women like motherhood is a disease. Um, one of the other things that, that I have on my, my list, right? Is that society expects women to take responsibility for everything while telling them they can do it all. Then when a woman needs to take responsibility for herself, she might feel anger and rage. At the same time, society is looking at her and saying, what's your problem? Because what do I mean by this, right? So we're moving on a little bit from the like stepping outside of your mom box. What I mean by this is women are, are culturally raised to take on the responsibility of others. Uh, some people, the technical term for this is calling parentifying girls, parentifying young girls, making, uh, I would say if you were working with me and we were talking about this, like the line in the family dynamic went the wrong way. It wasn't parent to child, it was child to parent. So that's when a child takes on the responsibility of parenting the parent. And then we go into um, the school system. And I was thinking about this um, 
in terms of my husband will make this joke and he says he says like oh if we were in school you would be so annoyed by me uh, because I am the one in our relationship that tends to do the homework for less of of better terms and I truthfully like I don't mind doing the homework um, I, I do ask that there's certain expectations that are meant to set me up for success while I'm doing said homework. Uh, but he'll make a joke like you would have hated me because I would have just sat behind you and been like, Mary, Mary, what's the answer? What's the answer? And you know what he now knows, but what he didn't know when he was making this joke is that legitimately happened to me and most, most high achieving women that I know. Even in college, there was, and I may have shared, I don't know if I actually hit publish on this podcast, but um, there was a guy on the football team in college who, like, I totally had the, like, oh, football, and, like, wanted to be cool. Um, He called me Sven, which must have been, like, some commercial or something about this, like, legit computer that organized somebody's life, and that was me to him. Like, I organized his life. Um... I did it because one, I was really good at it. Two, he was in a lot of group projects with me. Three, I was trying to be cool. Um, but I also did it because that's kind of, like, no one told me not to. And that's kind of what was expected, right? This like, he walked around for his own reasons and had a belief that someone else would take responsibility for this. And I openly res- accepted that responsibility. And so many women who are high achieving do this. And then we become mothers and then we get so proficient at mothering that we take on responsibility for our chosen partners. So in my case, my husband. And then if I'm not careful, uh, I become resentful, right? This happens to so many of the women I work with. It's this like, oh, it is culturally normative for me to take on the responsibility. Like, yes, of course you would sit behind me and go, Hey Mary, what's the answer? Hey Mary, what's the answer? Because you know that I've done this stuff. But what you don't see is the like years of pressure, perfectionism, anxiety that I put on myself to like, it was a lot of hard work to do all of that, right? It wasn't like that behavior that I was exhibiting towards this like high achieving came from this place of I had to be enough. And if and to me, what was like taught through the schooling system, through my friends, through just life was I was enough when I was able to check all the boxes. When I was able to dance around in high heels backwards, right? Um, And so while it's a quote unquote meaningless joke and there was no negative intent by it, What it highlights for me is exactly this, that society expects women to take responsibility for everything. Society is asking you as a woman to dance backwards in high heels, especially in like, I will say I have paused and questioned like, why is this seem to be so prevalent right now? This concept of like being a 90s kid and having weird food stuff. Like, I feel like that's a lot of places on the internet. And also, that's a great example of the generation we were raised with and the expectations that were given to us of you will be, you will be it, you will be it. You will be the golden child. You will have all the answers. You will keep everyone in line. And what I want you to hear 
is that that rage and anger you feel when you are maxed out or you're not getting your needs met, that comes from a place of knowing that while you do have this power, the power is being used inadequately. The power that you have is not actually to organize everyone else's life for people outside of your circle, right? There are people who are going to fall inside of your circle um, who you can use this power for. Let's call it magic, right? You have the magic to keep everything together, but you need to set up your life in such a way that you feel supported too. This ties back into stepping outside of motherhood. No longer seeing motherhood as the excuse, but as the reason for creating something new. And again, if you are in an acutely postpartum stage and you stumble upon this podcast, I am not telling you to take on more. I think you are in a super rich opportunity to slow the F down, to start to think of receiving and being and expanding in this time period and work on the, the true, the word gift is coming to mind, though, though what I also want to say is practice, the true practice of being in the present moment, right? Because, because there are a lot of other places that your brain is going to go and those early postpartum days and the first few years of motherhood are are marked by this like muddy repetitive nature that is so different from the high achieving women's way of being and if we can lean into the relaxation and this moment and the the radical acceptance of where you truly are in like the reality then you can you will not be tired (laughs) You're going to be tired for other reasons, maybe, but your soul will not be tired from trying to be somewhere that you are not. And those of you who are starting to have the more space, don't be everyone's fan, right? Like, if you're feeling rage and anger, take that as an indication of something is missing in my life, and it is my job to set forth to find what new needs to be created, And yes, I'm asking you to do work. That work is not, it it is actually not soul draining, right? It is the like coming back to yourself and answering the question, how do I want motherhood to feel? How do I want my relationships to feel? And what am I willing to do to get there? All right. That, we only got through two of them. We will come back and do other ones, but I am going to stop here. I told you at the beginning that we would talk about finishing sentences and truthfully, we're not going to do that today, but I will tell you that if you head over to my Substack and I will link it in the show notes, you can read my article that I, I start to scratch the surface of how women aren't speaking very clearly. Uh, when, when we think we are, we think we are, um, I will earmark, maybe we will do a bonus 11th episode or maybe you'll wait till spring. Um, I will earmark that on clear speaking and how it's helpful. What I will say to you is I am not finishing the sentence of the name of this podcast and I'm going to, I talked to, and you can read about this, but I talked to my own mentor who I see 
uh, for two hours every other week. And she pushed me on the name. She said the process of what, right? And I was like, well, the process of becoming. To which she said the process of becoming what, Mary? And I paused for a very long time because the soul work, right? The soul work that I'm encouraging you to do is the process of becoming divine. And there was a lot of like divine, who am I to say that? What? Um, divinity and God, I'm not God. And it like, and, and I had to do a lot of unpacking around that word, this word, like what does divinity mean? What is my construct around that? Except not even accept. When I sit with the truth of what I believe, I believe that you are so powerful. And if you're here listening to this, it's because there's something inside of you that knows that you are here for more and and your relationship feels different than other people's. Uh, it feels different because you know there is so much potential. You know that there is, that, that it's like there's something here and you just want it to grow and you recognize that if you're going to first step into this new version of yourself, you have to shed the old layers. And so the process, right, it originally came from that, like, it is not a destination, it is a process, and it's a life journey. And it's a life journey of becoming your full self, self-mastery. And to me, self-mastery is divinity. And so... The name will change to the process of becoming divine. And I hope that you continue on this journey of divinity where we're going to integrate more the concepts of nobility, respect, and dignity in how we treat ourselves and our partners. Much love to you. I'm so excited to continue to learn with you. I will chat soon.